Welcome back to another episode of Culinary Conversations. I'm so happy to see you join us at the dinner table today. Today I have a special guest, my husband. Hey, Zay. I mean, you just want to talk about it? We can talk about it. I mean, you the one that had brought it up. What she's referring to is that uh, we were on the verge of opening up our marriage. No, I didn't like it. I don't want to share you. <laughs> but I feel like it's more respectable when a man can please just his woman hmm. for a long, 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 long time. <laughs> and today we're gonna eat something healthy. My, my man, my man, my man is on his health kit. He is on his weight loss journey and he looks good, okay? He looks good, I'm just so proud. So we're just gonna keep that up. We don't wanna break his momentum. So I prepared a fruit bowl and we're gonna pair it with his fave, which is granola, chia seeds, honey, and all the fave citrus fruits that he likes, which is strawberries, kiwi, etc. So we're gonna enjoy this fruit bowl and have a great conversation. So meet us at the dinner table. Hey, baby. Hey, love. I'm so glad that you are at our dinner table today. Yeah. I wouldn't want to have anybody else, but, you know, my man, my man, my man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited that we're doing this again. We haven't done this since right before you had Ace mm -hmm. during COVID. So, yeah, excited to, to share again. Mm -hmm. Yes, we got, we, we, we've been through some things. Mm -hmm. these last three years so i really want to talk about just the evolution of our relationship we've been together for 10 years mm -hmm. we've been married for five years and we're coming up on 11 years of knowing each other we're college sweethearts we met when i was 19 and when you were 20. i really want to discuss the evolution of our relationship how we where we started and then us today I mean, we've definitely been through our share of ups and downs. Uh, we've been together 10 years. I think the biggest part of what we've been through is the fact that we really grew up together. Mm -hmm. um, I think coming from two separate worlds, two different types of families, different family dynamics. Different upbringings. Different upbringings. It was a lot to kind of collide those worlds together at such a young age, meeting you at 19, with me being 20, and then now being about to be 31 and you um, being 30, like it just makes it just been a journey of like self-discovery, self-evolution self <laughs> and growth during those years because you really don't know who you are in your 20s. But so the version of you that I met then, there's some parts of you that are still in there, but it's not the same Victoria that's here now. And I mean, you still are still finding yourself in your 30s and figuring out who you are and what you like yeah. at this phase. And as a man, I'm still trying to really figure that out for myself too. So I think that's been a huge part of the ebbs and flows of our evolution over the past 10 years. What about for you? It's the growing up together part because I know for me, I am not the same person that I was when you first met me. Yeah. And which is, I mean, that's a great thing. We're supposed to evolve. Um, and But it's, it can be difficult because as we're involved, as we're evolving and learning ourselves, we're also trying to navigate as not only as individuals, but when we became married as one. So figuring it out at a young age, because we got married at 25, um, and still not really only fully understanding ourselves, that can be tricky and mm -hmm. cause a lot of conflict, mm -hmm. a lot of unnecessary disagreements. Um, yep. 
And but I feel like us tackling those conflicts, those disagreements, those that process of just growing up together in general, us going through um, learning our individual, learning ourselves as individuals have really helped us create a deep connection as well because I feel we're, we've been through so much together. We've been through everything together right. the last 10 years. So it's just like, you know, we have this bond where it's unbreakable, it's hella strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's just, you know, the things that we have fought um, together, I, I believe that it has carried us through and cons- it's going to continue to carry us through and um, have the healthy, thriving, loving marriage that we desire to have yeah i agree yeah that's great that's great um what is the most valuable lesson you learned from our relationship so far i think the most valuable lesson that i've learned is that we need time to go by for childhood trauma to heal Mm. um i think childhood trauma has played a major role in our marriage in our relationship Mm -hmm. um i've had to let go of a lot of different things um just because like really just to figure out how to let you love me just because I never saw it growing up. My mama was a single mother. So I never really saw outside of some, you know, marital figures that my mama placed me around in my life. I never really had like saw that dynamic of a man really loving my mom on a day to day basis. So when we got together so young. It was really challenging for me to like think of you as a lover. <laughs> or think of you as a companion and not just think of you. And obviously, we were fornicating, so we was lovers, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, think of you as like a long-term lover, like to be soft with you, to be gentle with you. Like I never had those examples. So those were things that I really had to learn Lady, later in my 20s as I started to really mature more as a man, figure out what I really wanted because I never really got those examples. Um, and then even just you know, childhood trauma with my dad and well, the lack of presence from him mm-hmm. in my life, yeah. um, figuring out how to navigate those things. But I think through healing from some of those things or still in the process of healing some of those things, I'll become a better man. So I'm just gracious that you've given me the patience and the time uh, for me to heal from those things and continue to heal from those things and see um, the best man that I can be for you and allow you to love me mm-hmm. and vice versa. What you just said was was beautiful. The childhood trauma definitely has affected a lot of things in our marriage, um, especially like for one. So I remember like, I remember because of the childhood trauma that you experienced, um, it affected a lot of ways for how I wanted to be loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember just in the beginning of dating, like, for you to hold my hand. <laughs> like the simplest things was difficult for you yeah. um, when it comes to affection and touch and things like that. And I'm glad that, you know, I get to hold your hand all the time and you have warmed up to that um, yeah. um, through the years and through your evolving and through your healing and through your growth. Um, but I definitely have experienced, unfortunately, the detriment of that's one of the detriments of growing up and evolving with someone um 
and choosing to do that um, as they're not completely healed from the things that they experienced in their childhood. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's for sure has been worth the journey. Um, and I'm glad that we have stuck it out. One of the most valuable lessons that I have learned from our relationship, marriage, et cetera, so far is how to communicate. Like you taught me how to communicate. You knew I grew up as far as my upbringing. Mm -hmm. We're very family oriented. We love getting together and socializing and having, you know, around the dinner table. Like those are the things that we did. However, we did not have those meaningful conversations that we should have had with one another. We put a lot of things under the rug. Um, and so learning how to express my feelings and thoughts to you was very difficult. Um, and unfortunately at the time, um, I allowed a lot of things to kind of slide because I didn't know how to actually communicate in the beginning. Yeah. I've always been just a very, like, not a, I'm not an argumentative person, um, unless you try me, unless you really try me, unless you come for me in mine and my family, then it's a different story. But however, I have over time evolved mm -hmm. and um, I really don't like to argue. I really don't like, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't like, I, I used to like just shut down. Like I just shut down. I would not really like express or try to like express how I feel in a very respective manner that can be received. And then I also was not open to receive your perspective on the situation that we were debating about. Mm -hmm. um, however, I have grown from that and I have learned how to, uh, how to appropriately express myself um, in a way to, that I can communicate in a healthy way. And not only with you, but also like with my family members, with my friends, like in other relationships. So that's one of the biggest lessons and things that I've learned for you. And I'm forever grateful and thank you <laughs> for teaching me how to help, how to communicate in a healthy way. Yeah. So I thank you for that. Man, I think that's something we've both been learning like throughout this process um, of how to communicate in a healthy way. I think for me too, it's been not just communicating with you, but how to be communicate gently with you. Mm -hmm. Even in times where I'm the most frustrated. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I actually, I'm a delicate <laughs> yeah, she is a delicate flower. <laughs> um, but I was literally just reading something in Proverbs about that. I can't remember what Proverbs it is, probably Proverbs 20 or something. But mm -hmm. um, in, that, in that book, it was just saying how if you're gentle, if you have a gentle response, it's hard to continue to keep an argument or anger flowing. Mm. So it's hard to get angry when you, when somebody's gently responding to you. So it's hard to, it's hard to keep that fire burning. And mm. so that's just an approach I'm trying to take uh, going forward. Like we had a discussion last night where I wanted to get frustrated because it's something we talked about multiple times. Mm -hmm. But by being gentle with you, it helped diffuse the situation. I received it and well. received it well. And we both got what we wanted out of it. So, right. um, you know, being gentle. I know a lot of times as a man, we think we got to be big, bravado, um, larger than life, bigger than our wife or our significant other to like present this um, authoritative masculine figure. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like I said, not having a father in my household, I've had to kind of like uh, unwind a lot of things I learned from the culture. 
and really figure out <laughs> how does this really work in a marriage yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah um and honestly the person that i am i especially just and it, it's a part of my childhood trauma too but not having my biological dad in my life for 18 years of my life and um that allowed like me receiving constructive criticism or any type of direction that is not in a way that um i gotta just don't receive it well like i feel like if you're talking to me in a way where it's like an apparent child dynamic i'm gonna shut down i'm gonna cut you off i'm not gonna listen i'm not gonna receive it mm -hmm. um and the father figure that I had in my life was my granddad. And he was my example of forefather. And he was very gentle. He was very soft-spoken and loving when he talked to me. Like, you know, even if it's an uncomfortable situation or an uncomfortable conversation, he still was just like Tory. Like, you know, you need to, you know, such and such in a way where I was like, oh, like, that pierced my heart. <laughs> yeah. Like I felt that, like, I'm like, oh, okay. I receive it. Like, and that's how, for me, how I receive instructions. And, um, it's better for me to have it in a way where I don't, I'm not someone who cannot submit to their husband. I submit to you, but I need to make, but as my leader, is is how you approach certain things to me um which i feel like is just very important and how you do it in your tone in the way that you in the situation and and then also it, it come down to me being understanding and receiving and being open to it as well because sometimes i just be like i don't want to hear it <laughs> i think that being open to a part is key yeah. but again to submit to me but i have to be submitted under god and that's why i said mm. being in my word and stuff like that just like i just said like reading that was help was able to help me better communicate with you, right? Yeah. So if I wasn't in my words spending time with God, I wouldn't have had that enlightenment mm -hmm. and been able to respond appropriately in that moment. I probably would have just reacted like normal. No. <laughs> like in the past. Yeah. And just said, you know, like, oh, like what the heck, you know, whatever the case is, and just went left. Um but I think also what's important about your dynamic with your granddad and what's important that you think about with our dynamic too is that he had time to evolve as a man because he was your father figure, but he was also your grandfather. Mm -hmm. And as your mother tells you the stories about how he interacted with her, which was completely different when he was a younger man uh, versus how he was with you as his grandchild and ultimately looked at you as a daughter, um, that came through his maturity as a man. So mm -hmm. I think you're now seeing that evolution for me, still being just my wife throughout and my girlfriend at a certain point, but throughout all of it, fiance too, mm -hmm. throughout all of this. but. If you think about, you know, he, you look at him as your father figure and like, you know, not necessarily an idol, but somebody to look up to, yeah. or you think about it that way, I'm going through that same process that he obviously went through too as a man, yeah. figuring out how to handle his women in his life, his daughters, his, <laughs> you know, everybody. So, yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. Um, for sure. And, and I also just want to mention as far as like, with me and you and how we navigating challenges and you mentioned something about submitting unto the Lord and mm -hmm. I think a lot of people like I hear this all the time or at least nowadays like marriage is just a business marriage is a ministry marriage is something that it is a business too but it's a ministry and you have to make sure that the order in your house you might you have to make sure you have order in your house mm -hmm. starting with like 
starting with our you as the head of our household submitting unto God as I submit unto you as our children submit unto us. Right. So it's just having that appropriate order is really helpful in how we're able to fight the things in this world. Because if we were just relying on our flesh, we would have been divorced. I was gonna say, I mean, we, we don't always get that get that right. Uh, we don't always get it right, no. but and we notice that when we're in situations and seasons, especially the one that we went through um, last year, it's just we wasn't spiritually in sync. Yoke in sync. We wasn't in our word. We wasn't. We was getting attacked heavily, yep. um, and we were fighting only with our flesh and with worldly views. We wasn't in a place where we were able to hear God's voice um, or we wasn't receiving the things that... I mean, you just want to talk about it? <laughs> what are you... Yeah, I don't know yet. I mean, I'm cool. I don't know about that yet. <laughs> okay, it's up to you. Mm, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. I mean, you the one that had brought it up. Oh, oh. <laughs> so you gonna put it out there like that? You, I mean, it was, yeah. What she's referring to is that uh, we were on the verge of opening up our marriage. Whew. And it's a tough thing to talk about, but it's true. You let you it know. out, yeah. We had some tough conversations. You know, you told me some people you wanted to sleep with. You know, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. <laughs> I mentioned some names too, and we just, you know, what I love though from that situation is that we chose each other over mm -hmm. that situation. Yeah. And not only that, but we had wise counsel um, that we can go to um, in, outside of or inside of our friend group that we trusted to tell that information to. Mm -hmm. And one of them specifically, I'm gonna shout you out, Chris. Immediately went to the word, yeah. like, bro, that's not what we're doing. Like, yeah. let me pray over you. Let's talk about this. What's going on? So, like you said, he can tell yeah. that we were spiritually unyoked at that time, and we're really just grasping for straws in our marriage to try to figure out a worldly way of fixing what we were going through. Yeah. Um, but like I said, what I love the most about that situation was that we chose each other, and that through that communication, what we realized we really wanted from each other was just openness. Mm -hmm. Just more communication and what we wanted sexually in the bedroom inside of our marriage. But also just to be more open with each other and communicate what our needs were. Mm -hmm. And so I think through that, we were able to really, you know, put down the polyamory that we were trying to, the Pandora's box we was trying to open <laughs> and lean back into the foundation of our marriage and, and work on some things that we just yeah. wasn't working on. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about how that it even led to that, though, yeah. because it was, I would say, it, the pandemic highlighted a lot of things for us, mm -hmm. but um, which I'm sure it did for a lot of people. Um, but I got pregnant during the pandemic. Um, and of course, during 2020, it was... You know, you wasn't around people as much as often um, in 2020, 2021. And I felt very lonely. I felt lonely, um, not only with just my community and my family and my friends that I wasn't able to see as often, but also lonely in my marriage. Yeah. Um, and I felt lonely. I was carrying his seed. 
<laughs> but I want to also emphasize too, going into what happened last year too, after the pandemic, I started working on my business more. I took more time away from family. Mm -hmm. And then I got the job working with Anthony I had to travel more mm -hmm. when I was physically away from you mm -hmm. um, on an ongoing basis, sometimes two weeks out of the month or whatever the case was. So it only exacerbated that loneliness. So from your side, that helped. I just want to paint the picture from road from COVID to last year. Last year, how we got there. And last year up until October, because I think from like June to October, you were just gone a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and like you mentioned, it was sometimes two weeks out of the month. And we have a one-year-old. He wasn't in school yet. I was still working from home. Still, like, I I was still wearing all the hats that I wear. Um, and also being a stay-at-home mom as well, stay-at-home slash working mom. Yeah. Um, and so having our one-year-old with me all the time, I was just not getting a break. It was literally just 24-7 mom mode. Yeah. And not having you as my partner and then also the other parent i just feel like a single parent and then a, a like a, a single parent and a lonely wife um i wasn't getting my needs fulfilled i wasn't even having time to even just pour into myself so it was just a very hard season in our life and that's what really led up to the potential of opening our marriage. Um, of course, in that season, my needs wasn't getting met. And of course, in that season, I wasn't, your, I'm sure your needs wasn't getting met. You was having your frustrations. You was traveling. You was going, you was away from your family. You missed us. But again, you had to make, you was doing the things that you need to do for our family. So I understand that now and from the different perspectives, but going through that was hell. It was hell. But I think the other side of that too, from my perspective was, like you said, like I don't think either one of us was putting ourselves first. Mm -hmm. Like our health wasn't getting put first, mm -hmm. our spiritual health wasn't getting put first, yeah. our mental health, I mean, just the weight of typical things that people go through with finances and relationship stuff mm -hmm. was all weighing down on us and we weren't like showing up as our best selves, not only for each other, but for ourselves. Yeah. And so I think that's been, the communication has been key that came out on the other side of that that helped us really heal and get to this healthy place we're at now. But I think also loving ourselves, or at least for me, loving myself and you too, loving yourself, loving us, loving ourselves has been, I think, the key for everything for you to be able to, like you said on that last episode with Kim, like for you to be able to really want to yourself, start to get to know who you are as an individual, mm -hmm. not just as a mother, not just as um, a, wife. a wife, like you got to really kind of re-figure out who you are as a person. What do you like? What do you like to do? And you started going on trips and doing different things. You know, you love to travel and doing mm -hmm. those type of things. Yeah. So I think as a man, it's just been, over these past five years of being married, I've had to, recently anyway, start focusing on what do I want? Mm -hmm. What do I want as a man? Outside of being a husband, a provider, a father. Who is Alex? Like, who is Alex? What is Alex? Well, I know some small things I like to do, like go to the movies, but on top of that, just making sure that I really put myself first. That's why mm -hmm. on this health kick, I think it's important. You wanted to make something different, but I was like, nah, baby, I'm, I'm focused. Like, I want to get mm -hmm. my health right, but not just for you, but for me, because yeah. I want to look good. I want my confidence to be where I know it should be. And you do that. Um, thank you. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I just want to really, because I just learned that when you really love on yourself, you're mm -hmm. able to really love on others the right way. 
you cannot pour from an empty cup. Yeah. Like you have to make sure that you're pouring to yourself to be the best spouse, mm. to be the best parent. Yeah. You got to make sure that you're pouring to you. Mm-hmm. Learning that through this last through this last 12 months is yeah, we've been on this journey for let's say this year, um, the last year after we've had some very hard hard conversations um but having those hard conversations freed so much in us it freed a lot yeah i think we were suppressing a lot of stuff that we thought would break us that really was more freeing than anything else it was breaking us to hold this stuff in but by letting it out and saying hey i don't like this i like this how can we do this better how can we communicate better in this department i want to start making more decisions here i want you to let me lead here you know, I just, it really freed us up. And I think we were just thinking that that was going to crumble the relationship and suppressing those feelings, emotions, and thoughts was doing that deteriorating on its own. So yeah. I'm glad we were able to do that. So throughout this journey, overall, I just know the, the, the main takeaways as far as just not allowing ourselves, not allowing ourselves to really get lost in a place where we was losing ourselves mm-hmm. um, and our marriage and our work. In parenthood, just life. Just life. Yeah, we have to continue to make sure that we are prioritizing ourselves as an individual, Mm -hmm. finding that balance between me and we, and prioritizing our marriage. Um, And I think we've been doing a good job of doing that. Like we've been finding more ways to make sure that we've been intentional with prioritizing quality time, mm-hmm. um, nurturing our emotional bond, our intimacy, and making sure that that is a priority. Um, because we cannot to be, especially for our son Ace, like in order for us to be the best parents that we can be to him, he needs to see a healthy, thriving marriage. He needs to see healthy, thriving parents. And so I know for me and you, that's like very important for us to prioritize that. Um, So I'm just thankful that I have a partner and someone who is willing and wanting to be the best man that he can be for not only me, but for our child and our future children. Um, and most importantly, for yourself yep. and vice versa. So it's been an interesting journey though, through it though, especially just, and just going back to opening up our marriage, just, it was so funny though, um, as we were like really contemplating that, like learning more about it. Cause it's not just about casual sex, um, but learning more about what that in, in, entails. And as we was furthering our research on it, we just realized this is not for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not for us. Um, and we took a quiz and I learned that I am 100% only a monogamous relationship. Um, but your test results was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were leaning towards, you know, having a open marriage. And I, I want you to tap into that a little bit. Why Why was that at oh. the time? Because I know that's changed now, but, or oh. has it? Yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it has, it has changed, obviously, you know. I'm mm-hmm. focused on us being monogamous and just being committed to one another. I think the reason that I was thinking about that at the time was just because I was in love with myself. And so without, you know, pouring into myself properly, 
um, feeling fulfilled in my work or whatever the case was. Like I had to really figure out how to find that within myself and for mm. myself. And I think I was looking for that in other people. Mm. Um, and because I wasn't doing the, the self-work or the work for myself, uh, things weren't working in our marriage. And so I was looking outside <laughs> to see if the grass was going to be greener. But obviously it wasn't going to be because it was just going to run into the same problems because I wasn't working on me. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's why the test results were they were. And I think even then I knew like they were kind of swayed. I kind of wanted to answer them in certain ways to lead to a certain answer. Mm-hmm. So if I was probably honest now, I probably would still be a monogamous person. I, I don't want to share you. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> or prior. <laughs> Um, and I don't want to share you either. I you touched on something though. You just said something that I think a lot of people need to realize is like you may think the grass is green on the other side, but like you mentioned, it's some things that you haven't worked on for yourself. You wasn't loving yourself, so it's like you may try to find it in someone else, but if you're not prioritizing you, your healing and figuring out exactly who you are as an individual. And how you want to be loved, whoever you have, if you would have stepped out, mm-hmm. um, whoever would have been with, or if you, let's say, we separated, got divorced, it would have been the same situation. You would have found yourself in that same cycle. So make sure you're working on yourself, Yeah, making sure um, before, if you ever find yourself in a situation where, okay, this is not working, whatever relationship you may be in, before jumping into another relationship or situationship no judgment here (laughs) make sure that you are truly working on you first and 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 have those conversations with yourself exactly okay how could i be better in this situation did i did i communicate appropriately am i a good communicator do i know how to communicate am i affectionate am i loving am i am i loving me why am i why am i unhappy why i'm not happy what gives me joy like ask ask yourself those things before jumping from person to person because honestly a lot of times it could be a lot of you so figure out what it is i would say too at least i'm gonna speak to the men because i'm a man I just think we have to do a lot of things, do a lot of soul searching to figure out what we want. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of men think that's, you're gonna find that through multiple partners, but I think that's gonna be through working on yourself. And I think for the men that think they're gonna find their self-worth and their self-identity in multiple women, I think it's one of those things where you gotta look at the root of why you really wanna do that. Like, are you trying to stack your numbers up? Like we're in high school or college just to say, hey, I slept with X amount of people or to make yourself feel good and you don't really know why you're doing that. I think for me, for a long time, it was hard for me to love you the right way because I didn't have the right intentions. I was trying to love you for other people. I was trying to hope that, you know, you looked a certain way on Instagram so you would be the nice shiny trophy on my on my arm versus like, why do I like Victoria? <laughs> why is that important? Like I can vividly remember like in college people saying things like, Dang, she got to do more than just cook or da 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 da. And it's like, and I, and I remember carrying the weight of those <laughs> words of my daddy saying, like, no, nah, you shouldn't settle down this early. Like, I know you like her, but it's too soon for y'all to really be committed to each other at 19 and 20. Um, but it's like, as I've gotten older in my 30s and matured, I realized I held on so long to other people's opinions and other people's words. And I should have just really just let go of their opinions and their words 
I just embraced what I had and appreciated what I had. I felt like I lost so many years yeah. worried about what other people had to say about what I had going on when, number one, they probably wasn't even worried about it after they said what they said. <laughs> number two. <laughs> and number two, um, you know, it's my life. And so if I choose to make a decision and I'm committed to it and I love you and I'm attracted to you and I'm in love with you and I want to make love to you, that's my personal decision. And so I think a lot of men do decisions for the out, the outward world's um, appreciation and acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've learned, like, I really had to do, again, just work on me, do the inner work and figure out what I want and not worry about other people's opinions yeah. and not live for other people. And just live for me. That part, that's some really great advice, especially for a lot of men. And I think it's, I know culturally, you know, like you just mentioned, especially for men, it's important to, what is it, explore your royal oats. Sow your royals. Sow, sore, yeah. Sow, like sow. sow oh, sow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, here we go, there we go. Sow your royal oats. And that's what my daddy was telling me, to sow my royal oats. Sow your royal oats. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's what that's what my daddy was telling me. Um, and I think a lot of men deal with that because they think they have to like do that. And I think that's what I also was struggling with. Mm-hmm. But what I'm happy about is that God aligned us when you moved to Little Rock yeah. with another couple that's been with his wife. It'll be on the show eventually. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Little Rock fans. Yeah, shout out to them. They really helped me a lot too on the longest journey. So shout out to y'all for real. Yeah. But the love runs deep. Really, it does. We ain't seen y'all in a while, but we'll be back soon. But <laughs> what I was saying was that, you know, I'm, I'm going to say their name. Ryan and Jaleesa, like, them being in our life has helped a lot. Yeah. They've been together since high school, and they've been with each other since high school. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we've been with each other since college. Definitely. We've been with each other. Yeah. yeah. So, ain't no stepping out. Like, we've been together. So, to have him as wise counsel and her as wise counsel, like, somebody else to go to, to talk to, mm-hmm. and one of those people I talked to about when we talked about opening up our marriage, it was like really good perspective because he was somebody else that's been with somebody for a long, 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 long time. <laughs> they were one woman for such a long time. Yeah. And it's dealt with some of the same things that I've dealt with. Yeah. Um, and so it was just good to have that perspective to help bring home and kind of cast out some of these things that I was, some of these demons I was dealing with internally. Yeah. But I feel like it's more respectable when a man can please just his woman mm. for a long, 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 long time. <laughs> That's good, Victoria. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I think it's a different way to reframe it. I think the world sells it as you need to please a bunch of women, but I think it is harder to please one woman for a long time. And if you're able to do it, y'all sex life is good um, and thriving and y'all happy, I think that you know, and ours hasn't always been the case. But now that we in that season, Lord, it's been blessed. <laughs> fruitful, huh? Mm, fruitful. <laughs> and we might just multiply. Oh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> Give me a couple years, God willing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, I, I, I love this conversation. And it's in having this with you. Um, it just really just solidifies what, I'm just thankful that we chose to choose each other yeah. um, and continue to choose each other. And even through the hard conversations, even through the the, the hard years, we're still fighting and choosing each other. 
And I think one of the things as far as just like how we were able to get to a place that we are now, where we um, have nurtured our intimacy and our emotional bond and also spiritually and physically mm -hmm. um, is prioritizing ourselves, prioritizing our date nights, mm -hmm. and even with a toddler. With a, it's, marriage is hard with young kids. Um, dating is hard with young kids. Like Even Barack and Michelle said it. It's hard. It really is. Um, but I'm thankful that we still try to be creative and wanting to spend time with each other, whether it's date nights at home, watching a movie, or, you know, sometimes it can be, we, get, we don't have a babysitter, we just, it's family night, but it's, it's sometime. Um, and then another thing that I, I brought up for us to do is for at least 15 minutes a day that we have some type of intentional time with each other, mm. whether we're cuddling, whether we're playing a game, whether we're laughing, kicking, whatever it may be. Walking. Walking, yes, our family walks. Um, working out together. Working out together. Just whatever, we just need to make sure that we're doing something every day. Um, because we're both hard workers. We both have a lot of things that we want to pursue. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do that together and individually. However, it is so important to make sure that we continue to prioritize ourselves, our marriage, and our child. So, yep. And our purpose. Yep. And we're going to do our work and making sure that what we're doing um, aligns with that and glorify God ultimately. Yeah. I think we should give the people some practical ways that we've worked on ourselves and given ourselves that space. Mm -hmm. uh, you just gave some in terms of, you know, nurturing our relationship and our marriage, which is being intentional with each other 15 minutes a day, yeah. uh, date nights. So I want to point that out. I would also say I've tried to prioritize making sure we at least pray together. Uh, every day, mm -hmm. uh, whether that's in the morning or at night. I want us to do it in the morning. That's a lot of just kind of challenges sometimes with our son, but getting him to school, getting yeah. him to school. So we make that work uh, when I'm out of town. Um, but <clears throat> I think the other thing, too, from a practical sense is like craving more time in our day. Like this morning, we got up early to make sure that we started filming this. Um, or me waking up early to make sure I'm getting in my word, making sure that I'm reading books to make sure my self-development is working. Or when I'm going on walks, I'm not just listening to music, I'm listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. I just think finding those practical ways for you to continue to develop as a person, um, to get the extra time that you need. Because like she said, when you have a family, it's hard to get in time. So I think at that point, you got to sacrifice your sleep so that you can get, or maybe not necessarily sacrifice, you just need to go to sleep earlier and wake up earlier. That was some really great key takeaways, babe. And I feel like that would really help the, our listeners a lot as far as the key takeaways that we both have provided in this conversation. Mm -hmm. But before we close out, I want you to answer two things. What is one thing that you're leaving at the dinner table? And what is one thing that you're taking away? Um, I'm leaving open marriages at the dinner table. Yes. That, yes. Ain't, that ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I'm taking away from this conversation is that we just have to continue to be great communicators with each other um, and working as great partners. I know in culture right now, we talk about 50-50 a lot, which I just want to, dis I dispel that personally in our marriage. I don't care what yeah, the world it's is. It's never going to be 50-50. And some days, I mean, we're whole individuals, like I've mentioned before. Mm -hmm. um, so we want to strive 100-100. But honestly, some days I'm 80, you 20. You 20, I'm 80. You know, yeah. vice versa. It's just, it's, 
we're one. Right. We're and, one striving and, to be 100. And whatever <laughs> that, however we get to that, you know, we're going to work together. I like that. Yeah. We're one striving to be 100. Um, but what I was saying was just that I just feel that, you know, I kind of dispel that in our marriage just because, like you said, we kind of pick each other up. Like, we're a team. We're a unit. We work together. We're one, biblically. Um, and that I think, like I said, you have to build your marriage, your personal relationship with yourself as you just build yourself as a person um, the way you want it to be. Not the way the world wants it to be. Not the way culture wants it to be. Because I just know as a person, I've lived... A lot of years in our marriage for other people mm. or i felt like i was mm. or it was holding me back used to always say alex you're not free with me and i felt like the reason i wasn't free because was i wasn't li- i wasn't living for me i wasn't living for our happiness i wasn't living for my happiness and so i think mm. once i let that go i was able to be more free more confident um i knew i was aligned in what i wanted yeah. and i was able to make decisions for myself so I just want people to let go of cultural side of norms. I know some pressure involved in that and you want to be aligned with what's popular at the time. And you know, a lot of men don't want to be, well, that's just stupid anyway, the whole 50, 50 thing. I mean, yeah. if, if when we have it to where you don't got to work and all that thing, that'll be our life, right? Well, financially. <laughs> financially. Right, financially. But, but like you said, but as you're saying, in other areas, it ain't gonna never just be a hundred because uh, because if that's the case, you know, you a, a hundred with the kids there. You know what I'm saying? Like that don't make no sense. Like there's there's a, a a balance in marriage and relationships. But what I'm taking away again is just that people should just put down. I guess I'm leaving it and I'm taking it away. But I'm putting down societal norms okay. and other people's opinions too. And I just feel like people should take away from this conversation just as I am. Because you should live for yourself and live for what you want um, because it will free you from those things. And and like a way it fall off and you'll be more confident and comfortable in what you're building towards like we are. I love you. I love that. That's so beautiful. Okay, y'all, this is my man. This is my man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me, I am leaving never losing myself and my titles of a wife of a mom which is in general never losing myself and what i'm taking in a way is making sure that even though i have these aspirations and goals and things making sure that i'm keeping myself my family and my purpose a priority yeah and i think i can agree with you on that i know we're going to close out but and we can talk about this the next time i'm on but I think never losing yourself based off a title, based off a job, based off a business opportunity. I just know I had a big business opportunity that I was building towards. I had a lot of momentum, partnered with the wrong people. They crashed the company to store for another day. But, talk about it too. but that ultimately, because I was so, I identified myself, wait a minute. I identified myself so much with building that company as that CEO of that company. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me for five years to detach from that. I was depressed. I was angry. I was pissed off. I was frustrated with life. Financial stuff came down because of that collapse of that company. Mm. But I felt like I lost myself within that. Yeah. My confidence was rocked. And that resulted in my weight jumping up. It resulted in how I reacted and treated you in certain situations. How I loved you. How I was, you know, it was just a lot of things were shaped during that. that really, 
uh, pivotal part of our marriage. It was the first year. First couple of years. So, um, not being able, and we're gonna have to do a part two. We gotta do part yeah. two. About this. You know, I'm gonna be on anyway. We got we gotta talk more about that. We're gonna talk about y'all. Y'all tune in next time, I'm on. Because it's not the traditional how marriage started. Yeah. Marriage started off just you know the bliss and mm-hmm. no. It was rocky. It was rocky. <laughs> but thankfully, we had the five years before that to be our foundation, even though we weren't married, uh, to be our foundation of what we knew it could be. We did have bliss when we first met, but, you know, to get to where we are now. But we'll save that. Moments of bliss throughout, but yes, agree, agree. We'll, we'll save that for next time. Yes. At the bar table. Stay tuned for part two of this conversation, or a continuation of this conversation, because... We could not possibly, it was not humanly possible to really converse everything that we've been through and catch you all up on it all. Um, but it's coming, it's coming. But thank you so much for watching this episode and meeting us at the dinner table today. I'm so grateful to have you with us, and it has been a pleasure. And I love you, baby. I love you too. Thanks for watching this episode of Culinary Conversations. Be sure to watch the recipe video that's paired with this conversation. And until next time, bye.